tackling fourth industrial revolution with HR 4.0 using the power of AI and connected learning to create most advanced and adaptive workforce. So again, this is like, uh, this is when a nerd thinks of marketing, they come up with such title. So it has all the keywords squished together that probably may or may not make any sense. So, but I'll try to go on, on slides and try to justify why we come up with this fancy title and probably why it, may, it might make some sense. So um, on the flow of this presentation, so we'll talk about the background uh, of what's happening, why HR 4.0, why sort of I'm throwing this, this uh, interesting buzzword, case for HR 4.0, who could help, case for AI as a solution, and how and why Analytics Week is into this, and why we are sort of, uh, we design, end up designing this thing, instead of using something which is already out there. So let's talk about background. So when we talk about fourth industry revolution, so it started with the first one, what we all know, it's, it's steam powered, it's, it can do stuff, mechanize stuff. And then when we go to the center, second revolution, it's talk about mass productions, assembly line, a lot of fun stuff, uh, doing batch processing and everything. The third one is uh, computer and automation. So using power of uh, computing and, and, and sort of automating as much of assembly line and processes as possible. And now we are at a fourth uh, industrial revolution. So it talks about primarily machines talking to each other, negotiating to get the best productivity outcome. So a lot of fun stuff happening, whether we, we like it or not, on the, on, the, on the industrial age. So this is the fun time to be alive, uh, and definitely a lot of fun stuff is happening. Now if we talk about HR, so we, are, we all know our HR 1.0. So we all know that one guy that we can, we can go to and, and we can talk to, we can have watercolor conversation, that guy represent me. So that, that's the beauty, beauty about the HR 1.0. As processes get more convoluted, we start going in the, in the, in the, in the area of software-driven processes. So now my HR guy is probably an interface that I'm talking to. It's not human, but sure, it's somewhere. Someone is watching those interfaces, and something is going on. And when we talk about 3.0, sure, those things are now getting fixed. So now there's some social automation in place. There's some personalization that, that are happening to connect me back to that guy or gal somewhere and creating those. And now we're talking about the 4.0, which is can we use connected, le connected learnings and big data and AI to give us that personalized touch uh, of HR 1.0 and that savviness of maybe HR 3.0. And, and give me, because now we can do that. And, and pretty much over next couple of slides, we'll sp uh, spread some light on how we can do that. So now let's, um, one of the thing, let's follow some trends and see wh what's happening around the world. So one of the things that we all know is follow the money. So this is one of the uh, chart from Andrew McAfee's presentation. And if you, uh, I think, uh, if you look at the green and the red curves, so the green line suggested the corporate investment in equipment and software. So we know uh, that particular dude is going up. And then if we talk about the red, it's employment um, to population ratio. And this, there's a huge decline. So we know that uh, businesses are investing in more tech and less on people. So at least um, employment is down. And we, if we look at uh, this, our friends at McKinsey Global come up with this, uh, come up with this study uh, to find the disruptive trends and technologies. And uh, automation of knowledge worker is right there on the top. So we are focused around uh, doing some fun stuff to improve our, our productivity and outcome. 
And this is another interesting chart from, uh, um, that talks about the challenges from a global skill gap. And if you look at the top two ones, so disconnect between skills produced by education and organizational needs and the evolving skills uh, requirement to technology change. So they are top two priorities. So if you, if you think about it, technology is moving very fast and organizations are not coping up and education is not there to help us with the organizational. So sure, we can train you, but whatever we have for training you is again obsolete. So that this trend is not very satisfying and the, it, it sparks for a change or some conversation. And then for whatever is left uh, is uh, us engaged workers. So even that is not a very friendly stack. We all know uh, three-fourths of us are probably disengaged on some way or the other. We, we would have liked something else. So that, even that number is not changing. So that's another um, uh, sort of gray line. And then find a talent. So that's another, um, finding a talent is all, it's, it's, it's harder now. It's harder to find the right talent. It's harder to find. So now, if you, if you look at all these trends, even in the challenges side, one of the, one of the sort of uh, core sort of challenges are people management is again at the top. So sure, we have less people. We're investing in tech. We are not ha the people that we have are not happy. And managing them is, again, harder. So it's, again, so these are like a bunch of interesting stats that points that sort of paints a story that we should all care about. And we all know that almost every sector is now seeing some or the other decline in job. Um, there is uh, negative trends in almost every job sector that we are seeing. Uh, telemarketer, again, this is again the, where we are uh, losing people uh, as, as, as a workforce. On, on the positive side, we are getting more used to telecommuting. So that's again, a, a, one of the good side is you don't have to come to my office probably can sit in your couch with your family and probably deliver some productive outcome. That, that culture is, is in, so that's, that's happening. And then even people are job, leaving for the, for the part-time. So businesses are preferring to use part-time workers, so they are getting smarter about sort of quantifying the work and then, and then using part-time and, and full-time mix to get, get things done. And in virtual team, uh, there is a lot of crowds. So, with those virtual teams, there's a lot of crowdsourcing and, and, and sort of uh, um, crowdsourcing opportunities. We can use a lot more workers at home or part-time to get stuff done. So what we have seen overall, so we have seen keeping a talent is hard, training them is hard, finding them is hard, investing in them is hard, but everything else is easy. <laughs> so, so now then how do you uh, uh, keep the workers as a core competency? So if, if uh, one thing that, that always comes to my mind is Picasso is a, so Picasso is an art, right? Picasso is what we buy. We don't buy a painting, right? So that the entire cost is because he's a Picasso. So that's the whole point. So the talent still has um, uh, a kind of a core competency that businesses need to care about because we don't want us to be, our next core competency to be wiped out with the next software upgrade. So we have to make sure that we sort of leverage the workers that we have. That's why the training and development of how we sort of use these workers is very critical on how we do that, using these sort of uh, these changing environments. So the question is how we want to prepare our workforce. So giving them some, um, uh, shoving them some uh, solution that they may or may not like, or actually giving them a very healthy diet of prog progress that they can use to grow. And that's the question that we want to figure out. 
So now let's talk about who could help. Uh, we pretty much know some hints, and I'll, I'll get there. And this is, this is what we picked. We want to bet on engagement, because engagement makes you happy. Um, you want to learn if you are engaged. And you like people. You like the world as it's around you when you're engaged. And it, it promotes stability for the businesses, and it increases productivity. So there's a lot of stuff happening. Yes? Um, just, to, just to make sure that everybody's on the same page, so how do you define engagement? Do you define it as do they always want to be continuously learning? Or yes. Or satisfaction in their job? Or? So it's, it's, it's a mix of both, right? So it's you, want, you, you like what you do, and you want to do more. That's, that's how uh, you engage, right? So um, now to design this, we need some consideration. We need sort of how to go about that. So uh, since we're in Microsoft, so I said probably why not? Um, so we, we need um, something that's scalable, right? So we need um, something that learns about me, that learns about us, and then tell me what it learns about us and me, whatever, right? And we need something that's agile. So we have seen that educational institutes are not coping fast enough. World is changing faster. So we need something that has a quite, quite substantial response rate to help us grow uh, rapidly and quickly. We want something that's adaptive, right? So we want something that's, that, that is my uh, support system. If I grow, that system grows to help me keep growing, right? We, and, and pretty much all these three are talking about data-driven. So we should have something which appreciates the idea of uh, being data-driven. So, and these are some of the motivations um, that, that we should uh, uh, think about when we're designing such system. So this is, I think, uh, we, might, we all might have seen about this uh, carrier debacle that happened a couple of, I guess, months back now. Um, it used to be weeks. Time is flying. So... Um, so I think Obama was addressing a couple of uh, ex-career uh, workforce, and he, I like what he said. So he said we have to do is to make sure that folks are trained for the jobs that are coming in now, because some of these jobs of the past are just not going to come back. It's a, it's a beautiful statement. It's a very forward-looking. It says let's prepare for the future, uh, and our tool and our design strategy should follow the suite. So it should also be very forward-looking and not really, hey, what I've learned from the past probably could work in future. That It's a good strategy, but it may or may not work. So the, the, our design should be able to embrace the future as we are, as we are heading in it. And another interesting sort of uh, insight, uh, so this is uh, from uh, our, our uh, friends at Brookings. So they come up with a study that uh, there's, a, there's more job loss to technology than trade. So that means we have been fearing tech, and that's why we are fighting with it. So why don't we use it in our favor? Why don't sort of we use technology that's out there today to help us grow rather than sort of compete with it? Because definitely we, we know who'll win the war, uh, who'll win the fight if, if, if we go against the technology, right? So can the system that, that we anticipate or we, we are thinking of designing use this um, insight? So that pretty much brings me to this thought whether are humans really relevant? So I did this Google search, uh, that human better than computer, and I got 3.2 million hits. So that means a lot more of us are interested in this topic, and, and we are talking about it. So that's, it's, it's, it's an optimistic spark that we are, we are talking about this thing. And this is one of the examples of, of why this thing is relevant. So DARPA recently, um, to celebrate its 40th anniversary, 
they um, did a competition and, and they announced a hackathon and they said, hey, we'll plant 10 balloons all across US and randomly place um, uh, in US and whoever comes with the, the answer of where the, the location for these 10 balloon is, will get $5,000. So anyone want, anyone want to guess how long it took, uh, a team from MIT by the way, they won. So how long it took them to find uh, all the 10 balloons? They have no clue where they are. It's, it's just, and, and what's the answer? They have no clue where it's going to be. So, they, so the idea is you have to go out and look at the balloon and, and report the, the longs and lats of, and, and what sparked uh, that solution. And that's why I think, uh, so let me, let me give it away. So financial engineering and crowdsourcing is what helped them discover these 10 balloons. So what they did was they did a simple math. 40,010 balloons, 4K1 balloon. So what they'll say, hey, we'll ask people to locate this. If you locate, you'll get 2K. If you, are, if you are reaching to that guy, probably 1K. And then it just goes down backwards, right? And whatever is left is given to charity. Within 8 hours and 52 minutes, they have the geoloco of all the 10 locations. That's, that's, I think that's what human does best, right? So we, have, we can mix two totally random scenarios and somehow connect these two together, and that is a competitive edge. That's the art uh, of figuring out stuff that probably still machine is not really good at at this point, but probably, hopefully, it'll catch up. And another interesting stat uh, that, that's of some importance. Um, so right now, I think uh, we are heading to two-third of workforce, uh, two-third of people around the world would be having access to internet. So that what that means, what that, it could mean some guy in a village in Tuscany with a laptop would be able to contribute with same intuitive capital um, uh, as a guy in Manhattan going to a neighboring building for work. So that's another a, a massive opportunity. And we know, we have seen on the stats that world is moving towards telecommuting. So that's another key point and motivation that we should keep in mind when we design such system, that it should embrace the idea of uh, more people online and may not come to your office to deliver uh, the productive outcome. And I think in HR, this is pretty much uh, uh, one of the central benchmarks. So 70% of, this is another thing that the system should embrace this. 70% of learning is happening on on-the-job experience and 20% in um, informal learning and 10% in formal learning. But then, um, how do we train? So we all know the answer. So either we use some learning management system and obsolete courses to get there because there's a stat that's saying that people are not getting trained faster, or we, we just go for a ride to somewhere to get trained and then come back probably to deliver something that probably would, would be used by a company forever or at, or like at all. So we know there's an overdose of training. But what about true learning? So where's the true learning? So on-the-job training is true learning. So it, it's a mix of on-the-job on training, discrete training, and coaching and mentoring that collaboratively um, sort of discover true learning. And by the way, we spend half of our active life in a place. Why, are, why aren't we using that for learning? And we have some good friends we talk to. Why are we not using those as, as a source for learning? And so why not we use that and have hell of a ride? Why are we sort of struggling to get, to get somewhere when we, we have the best people maybe around us? We just don't know because the system doesn't allow us to know. Can we enable the system to let us know? So 
who could really help? Uh, and that's where sort of the darang, we all know the answer. So uh, how about friendly AI-led career coach? So um, case for AI as a solution. We love AI, and AI could deliver this because AI could learn from crowd. AI could learn from me, learn from you, from everyone, and then it can tell me how am I different from all of you, right? So that thing, if I, if I would have done this, I, it, would, it might have taken me forever to figure out what each one of us has capabilities on. It can find identical success stories. It can connect my stories to your stories or to your stories. And from there on, it can say, hey, Vishal, you know, people who have done this might have also done that or whatever, right? So that's another great thing that we should capture, if at all. It can learn from past. Um, it can say, hey, people who have done this, uh, it's 70% successful. If you jump from the roof, probably you'll hurt yourself. So that's good to know. Customized learning. So, hey, you know, why don't you do this, this, and this? Because from your past trend, I know probably you'll, you'll get somewhere with this. And scale across breadth and depth. So AI has no bounds, right? So it, if whatever you, you tell it to do, it will, uh, it will sort of learn and, and, and help you in, sort of in those learnings. And then when AI is already here, so we are living around it. So we all have been using Siri. We all have been using OK Google. So we have, I don't know if I'm not triggering anything now. So um, why don't we use it? And why don't we use sort of to deliver these 4.0 workforce? That's, that's a big, and we have all heard about, hey, this is going to kill the humanity, and this is going to, this is not good. We all know that. We all know that, that AI is taking away job. But the billion dollar question is, can AI be used to keep it? to help us stay employed. And that's, that's one of the big sort of questions that we need to figure out and invest in as an HR and tech to see if we can leverage um, that particular side of the story. So now, why the hell we care? So Analytics Week, to give you a quick background, so we are a global uh, data science community around, spanned around 51 cities, 21 countries around the world. We have quite a lot of people that, that we deal with. And many times people say, hey, you are a bunch of nerds. Why don't you help me find opportunity? And opportunity, by opportunity, we mean uh, finding jobs, finding what friend I should unfriend on Facebook, who's not helping me get my next promotion, or whether it means who I should friend in Facebook, who probably could help me find the next job. So that's where we said, OK, we want to help our folks. Um, to find the next big opportunity. So we start researching around other tools and capabilities and see, hey, probably we can source them and use that. And, and we all know how much of what is out there that we can leverage today to deliver whatever I've been yapping about. So that's why we ended up designing something on our own and say, hey, let's see if that do to do that does anything in, in our favor. And we said, OK, so nerds, get on job. How are we going to design this? So we want to make it measurable, because measurable is automatable. So we want to make sure this particular algorithm that we're designing, it's, it's again, it's scalable. It's, it's all those things that we talk about, consideration and, and, and motivation. It, it embark all those. It has a DNA that could scale, that could scale and sustain. So we want something which, is, which again, it, it should be my buddy. It should be my partner when I need to grow. It should be my representation as an HR. So it's my HR. It's not company's HR who's probably helping me get the best out of this company. If I love what I do, if I contribute what I want to contribute, 
then the company would have no problem in having me because I'm kicking whatever to get myself wherever. So this is one of our, um, we'll just talk about skill today. Um, so we design our DNA and we said, hey, let's look at skill. Skill is a beautiful thing. I've never imagined that skill could be so beautiful unless we start digging in it. So what's so special about skill uh, to be used for designing Tau's DNA? And by the way, Tau AI is our tool that we, we use. So why skill is great? So training, tasks, jobs, and professionals, they all have skills that makes it successful. We have this job because we have certain skills. We, we can do a certain work because we have certain skills. We are reading certain articles because that article is meant for me. So that article is meant to tickle my skills somewhere, whatever. Right? And then, so when we can actually connect all these skills together, so that's the fabulous area to sort of um, use for understanding and, and sort of helping someone um, uh, connect and, and help grow. So what will happen? So magic happens. So if I, if suppose I have my skill, I, have, I know your skill, I know a bunch of things. I know what's the average for this room. So what is our collaborative combined skill in this room? And how am I linked to that particular? So on the, on the zero day, it can say, hey, maybe in some of you, in some of the areas could be my mentors. Maybe some of you in some of the areas could be my friends. And, and then obviously, we can find connections. We can sort of find those uh, uh, subject matter experts, thought leaders, whatever, right? And, and sort of as the system, you start playing with it now. So zero day, I know from skills, this is what I know about everyone, or at least my, from my DNA. And then from there on, I can say, hey, guys, um, maybe over three months, you have been exceptionally bored whenever I showed anything to you for reading. So maybe you are a guy for text or audio or video. Maybe try that. And if I see this guy sleeping and dozing, so I'll say probably you should leave this company sooner than later. But but exactly, but it can it can help you with the task-based learning. It can help, hey, join some growth teams. Your cultural set is beautiful for that particular team. Good to know, right? So at least we know me could be could be productive instead of just uh, banking my hours and not delivering. Probably I can do something, some fun stuff. So and and for the learning and development folks, this is this is amazing because I have talked to. Uh, couple of L&D people about how people interact with their tools. It's almost like someone just came in, sat on it, and just left and never came back unless someone yelled at them for, the, hey, just next course, whatever, right? So you need that emotional connectivity, right? So we need something that, because L&D is the, so it's, it's the system that people should leverage to sort of keep on growing, and, and that this particular, particular tool help uh, that particular notion. Recognize success. Hey, Vishal, from last three weeks, I'm seeing that you're doing something beautifully. So keep on doing that. You probably could be a CMO of this company in the next uh, 340 years. Good. I, I, should, I should keep on working. Or learn from failures. Vishal, you did something. Next time you did this, maybe your wife will ye yell at you. Whatever. So whatever. So and, 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 um, at, 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 its, at its maturest, it can say, hey, you know, this company is... Uh, wants this, you are there. Maybe if you, this is the common ground that you should do. And, and AI can, do, can, can help with that. It can, it, it's very easy and very AI-able um, insights that someone could capture. And map trends to personalized plan. So hey, if you keep doing what you're doing, probably it's a bust. If you go somewhere else, probably you'll get somewhere, somewhere interesting. 
and so it's it it just grows beautifully and so we did we did try tau on 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 a private uh, on bunch of folks we 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 pick at random and see hey what's happening so we we actually helped 100 uh, we just crossed 100 uh, candidate were recruited through tau so it was able to and so far they are happy but it's too early. So maybe in, in another year, they'll start yelling at us saying, hey, that guy left. What a bad lead. But so far, it was able to say with some certainty that this guy probably or gal you should invest in. He's a good, uh, he's a good lead. We have created 500 plus conversations. That's to us is two plus interactions. So we, we want to see if people interact at all, if they are actually using the system. Because we, again, it's something for you. It's, it's, it's your Fitbit for career, whatever, right? And then um, we tried this on one of the, uh, I, I may not be able to disclose the, the name of the, of the client, but um, in, in six months, um, it can, for 400 plus uh, user base, it was able to save 1200 plus productive hours. And it's, uh, yeah, it, it, if you quantify the outcome, it, it depends on how you quantify, but it's, it's fabulous. It's, so can with- you, um, Will you talk us through how you connected hundreds of candidates with so DNA, right? So we ask a bunch of, so we give them, and sometimes I feel sorry for uh, folks who are signing up, but we are we're improving. So we give them this horrendous big form and say, hey guys, fill it. And it's just one time. So you just fill it once and forget it. And from there on, we try sort of giving them their uh, tau DNA will map their scores and give out scores, give out this sort of spider analytics. And from there on, it can say, hey, this guy is that. And, and then we say, recruiters, tell us what you're looking for. With skills, what? What all sort of what? Give us your your this twenty one matrix. Uh, what are you looking for? And from that we again create the similar kind of things. And as you said, there's a control center between the DNA. So we say, hey, maybe this guy could be your buddy for next seventeen years or whatever. So we say, hey, maybe this guy should apply to this job. And it with more interaction, it just gets smarter. And and even like when the recruiter clicks, so sometimes they don't like someone, so they click click click. We are learning that too. So we're saying, hey, this guy, although he he or she says what they want, but maybe they want something else. So these are active job seekers who fill out a form. Right. And you're using some criteria to match them with the recruiter. Yes. Okay. Right. So, um, so that's, that's there. Um, and what's in works? So we can predict best hire. So far, we don't have we have limited data to be able to say anything. It's like um, it's not there yet, but it's getting there. We can be the base for career career growth. Hey, if you do these 17 courses in next 300 years, you probably could be a manager somewhere. So we we have that capability. We can sort of, uh, and we are sort of we are massaging that, but eventually we'll get there. Uh, predict employee mobility. Hey, with this this guy is a rock star. He's a keeper. Probably fit him in that group. Why are you sort of wasting his talent or whatever, right? Hey, L and D's guys, why don't you train him with 17 of the courses? This guy could be useful. Why didn't you sort of boot out this particular course because it has zero ROI on what it is delivering to a success of any candidate? That's important thing to know. Predict churn and engagement. Obviously, once we start seeing people interacting with this thing, so we'll we'll say, hey, maybe some guy is or is may not may not be. So there might be churn coming, and open up our rich skill taxonomy. So we are capturing a lot of information around skills, what skill can do, and and what our other DNA indicators can do. So we can open it up to our people and say, hey, guys, uh, companies, use this and do some fun analytics on that. Yes, please. So, 
so if you were to, to incorporate this into a company, not only for recruitment, but for talent management, talent development, learning and development kind of stuff. So whoever's, whoever chooses to participate in that company would fill out like a form, um, right? Just so you can kind of figure out their, their DNA. The starting point. Yeah, the starting point. Right. And then, and then that, then it, there's a there's the system where like managers can go in and see kind of what their development or like how, how, how does that, could you kind of help to visualize what that experience looks like for the employee? Right. So, so we say, hey, why didn't you talk to these 17 people in our, uh, in our database in that company who could be your career buddies? Right, so first is find them mentors, friends. So this is, I think, one of the things that, uh, and this we worked with even with State of Mass at some point was, if you have emotional hooks in the company, you probably are not leaving very anytime soon. So creating, create, connecting people to the right folks who we should be networked with, who is actually recipe of our success, right? So it's 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 them all. If we have the, if we are in around in right ingredients, the recipe has to be amazing, right? So. That, that's our that's our intent. That's our zero day, and then we start giving them content saying, "Hey, you said you are fabulous in AI. Here's an article on AI. Chew," and and they say they probably doze off, or they say this is easy. I love it, like it or don't like it or whatever, right? So clicks. So from that you're learning whether if they whatever they claim they are. So from there's there's also that right as well. So we are learning from where you you give us a starting point. And then we adapt and we say, hey, this is what's going on and probably where you're heading to. Could it also say, like, let's say I wanted to uh, be promoted in a year and a half. And I could put that into some form and then I could also say what kinds of careers I'm looking for for the next step. And it could actually look into the internal job board, like if you want to stay in that company or externally. Is, it, is that going to be, is that already a part of it or is that something that's kind of next phase? It is, um, it, it could very well be part of this now. But we ha we don't have that use case yet. So it's, it's it's so we're running like two POCs right now. So we are just very client focused on what they want to deliver okay. through this. So that's not. But I think this is a great great idea. So we 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 have seen though um, people creating what we say. Uh, people are creating their career growth maps. So if last five year data of where people moved, if we have that, so we say hey, people who have been you have also been that. Or people who have been you are at these locations. So why don't you want to connect with those and make a mentor or whatever, like a kind of a mini mentor or something. And these are like one of your career paths that you probably could go to. And that again gives someone some sort of insights on where they're heading to with that insight. Yes, Ruth. Is there a potential chance in a company of a conflict of interest where the system is suggesting to an employee that they might be better off elsewhere because this company hasn't got what they need to succeed but on the other side the company wants to keep them because they're top performer right so the system is actually getting rid of their best guy and they want to keep the best guy right so how do you great uh, beautiful point Ruth. so so how this thing works if it's locked for that company so we have two interfaces for tau so one is tau public that no one has control over so it helps people find recruitment job whatever right so if there's a company X, they deploy the solution, right? So it will only give you recs and jobs for X okay. internally. And and also there, there, there are various locks and uh, checks in, in HR that, hey, probably if you have not uh, done one or two years in a company, don't lock that feature or don't, don't sort of unlock that feature. So those possibilities are also in there. So it's it's exactly how HR functions. It just, it just pretty much wraps around their policy and start acting that way. 
So if you're not allowed to see, you won't see. If you're allowed to see, you can apply, but you are not qualified. So whatever f uh, features HR uses, it just say, okay, because that information, I'm, we're sourcing from HR, all those information. So uh, it'll be locked there. Sorry. Yeah, I'm curious if this could also be used, um, I mean, fair compensation among you know, genders, different ethnicities, um, ages versus experience, that kind of thing. I wonder if it could also be used to um, to make sure that everyone's being fairly compensated as well. And maybe that's a management tool where it doesn't that, I, that's, I, I think that's, that's, that's what it is. So absolutely. It can be as transparent as you want to make it. It can be as spooky as you want. Again, it's just how much you want to unlock and lock um, for people to sort of react to this information. Because it can... It's... Uh, yeah, it's, it's very powerful on what it can deliver, and, and definitely. I guess, identify bias. If you're a manager and you're presented with a short list of candidates and you're deliberately clicking through, it might identify bias in your company. Like, okay, this manager yeah. is clicking through. With Beautiful. Profile, yes. Not interviewing, but is interviewing X percent of men. Yes. Uh, you know, in any of those different categories. Absolutely. I think you nailed it. So that's that's one of the, one of the ma massive... Another like another beautiful use case that might emerge out of this. So why it's it's why it is future looking, right? So if I know bunch of folks, right? If I if I somehow know tasks, if I know about jobs and, and I can connect jobs and tasks to people. So there's a huge element of SMEs, right? So many times companies don't even know that their SMEs are actually somewhere else in their own company department that they have no access to. But this will instantly pop it up, saying, hey, these guys are amazing in Java and Python or whatever the languages are. If you have any quick consulting thought, instead of hiring an outside firm, just send it to these folks. You have already overhired by X person, whatever. And these guys are anyone's looking for some being appreciated. So why don't sort of you appreciate them? So the, like, a lot of those opportunities would emerge. Please. My question is around integrity. So if you have somebody, certainly technical skills, if you have it or you don't, um, but who's who's testing to make sure that person is doing it, you know, the right way in the context of the company practices and, and is truly an expert? You know, how are you handling so, that in terms of qualifying uh, mentors? I think that's 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 a beautiful thought. So luckily, we're not the inventor of this. So it's 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 like social endorsements, right? So you say you are amazing, yeah. and uh, I send someone to you, and they say, hey, what the hell? Like where I was, uh, or someone said, hey. So there's, all, there's always a social endorsement that has a weight to it. And, and companies already do this thing. They have 360, they have all these sort of tools in place to make sure employees are in check on what they, whatever, right? So those systems are in place out there that we'll just pretty much leverage that. And then we just need a starting point, right? If, I, if you say you are amazing in, say, um, Java or, or MNA, whatever that, 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 that thing is, and we send you a bunch of things, related to your skill set and we see you are dozing off and not reacting, you're not jumping on the hoops. So we might we might say, hey, maybe something is going on. So we'll lower the bar, upper the bar. So there's something that you t you told us what you are and there's our perceived, that's a DNA, right? So our DNA is visible to us as inside. So the DNA will keep on evolving from whatever you do because at the end of the day, the tool wants you to succeed. It necessarily don't want, so we also ask you for aspirations, right? So we say, I aspire to be whatever, President of America. So how could that be possible? So how the system could help, whatever. So. Well, the other part of my question is just about uh, um, the integrity, but also connecting it to a, the performance management, which mm -hmm. is, you know, it, it's the, uh, the individual uh, development plan, for instance, and, and connecting up the 
learning and development um, experiences you can have so you get to the next level. I think that's the that's the beauty of it, right? So because that's where the AI could do it best, right? It can actually create your because what is AI? AI is just your version of the software, how you are seeing it. With every step evolving as your version of how you should see it. That's what it is. So it could it actually could be and, and then it, it, it pretty much appreciates whatever we have spoken about, right? That's embarked in as, as a DNA, right? So it, it, it understands um, technology should be is your friend. So that's why this dude exists. And then it appreciates that people around you should be part of your circle uh, to help you. So if you're on Java. It really creates some excitement around it because, you know, doing those things are like flossing, you know. <laughs> <laughs> HR is here. This is yeah. This is beautiful. So the the whole I think yeah, and I think the, one of the best our best case, which is still it's still I think um, still behavioral uh, uh, change away. But hey, this is this is your like you can yell at this guy called Tao, and Tao will take care of you. So HR is on the back end, but HR is trying to sort of work through this Tao, and Tao will make sure that you stay relevant. So that's the whatever at some point in future. But yeah. I'm gonna piggyback on you. <laughs> That's really what I wanted to jump into too. There's so there's two questions, kind of different. One is you. So you mentioned about so the individual development planning and and um, it's kind of like the ways for the career growth. Are they so the. The DNA that, that's created in the AI, I, one thing that could be a concern is it's only as good as the information that's put into it, right? Beautiful. And that's put in by the person initially, right? So is there a way for them to, we've got so many ways that we interact with the internet and technology, Is it, can they extract information from our Facebook, from our Instagram, and, and learn about the person in that way, things that people post or ask questions about? And then they're going to get the privacy and it's like, uh, I think and that's, so you're pretty much answering, you're answering your own thing. So. <laughs> I'm just curious, does it have that capability? So it, it has. So I think um, if I talk about the DNA, I don't have a slide for that. But our DNA actually takes into account your 360, it takes into account a lot of things that you can on and off based on whatever, right? So... Over our past... Something that I, I, could see, I could see LinkedIn being... Okay, if, if it tapped into LinkedIn and said, oh, you comment on these types of... Well, it's, I think, so one of the interesting cases that, that emerged, so um, some guy claimed to be a marketer and he's not tweeting at all. So this guy said, hey, like a traditional typical marketer tweets X times a day or whatever, right? So that's a piece of information, right? That's, so you, yeah. that is relevant to marketer. Yeah. But if you are a software developer... Uh, you may not or may or may not want. So it, it, it's a very personal thing. Yeah. And, and our POCs, they're not very uh, open to that idea. But eventually, I think there are, it's, it's, it's just a matter of progress, like uh, how much progressive your company is and how much sort of conservative they are. But to AI, like whatever, like this, the scoring mechanism has that input. So you can say, hey, tell me about your socials, whatever, right? Because if suppose, there's also one, one more side to it. Um, and I was pitching this to one, one of the companies um, last, to last month, um, that one of the beautiful thing is, if suppose you, you could be a brand ambassador for the company, right? At the end of the day, every employee is responsible for recruiting the next guy, right? So if, if you talk to any HR recruiter, they say the best people they find is from referrals, right? So they all know this thing. They know that their employees, if they, if they are 
energetic and if they shout out, if they talk about stuff, it, the, it, it is doing wonders for them. And that's why if you look at the top progressive companies, their employees leave their emails publicly. They leave whatever publicly. They are, they, they are used to this fact that the more open they are, the more they're being the brand ambassador for the company, the more company appreciates them because they bring in great talent. So they don't have to hustle through to get good and beautiful people uh, to work for them. So now this dude could actually say, hey, whatever, right? So it has that capability to say, a, a, a guy or a gal for that skill set should do this on that, whatever. Typically, because it's learning from everyone and saying, all the Python folks should also learn Java. Or all the Java folks should learn Python because that's easy, whatever, right? So you can do those things. So that's that's why it's um, yeah, it's it has those things. Is there also a possibility to give feedback as a, a colleague uh, to what kind of uh, skills you have? So the same thing, right? So uh, if if you're a Java guy, learn Python or whatever, right? So a three in Java could be two in Python, by the way. You know that, so it's it comes free. So it can say LND give this guy a python dose whatever he could be amazing python guy or gal whatever right so it can it can do those things yeah but also to um, to make sure that your the level you stay you're in for uh, java uh, is the level uh, what belongs to you to that's true that with your uh, colleagues to uh, rate you yes and yeah, social endorsement right so that's that's the point that hey what if i say i'm amazing would you think i'm amazing Maybe you think I'm just for the more social social things. It's uh, a lot better to yeah. hear it from a lot of people, and it and then it helps you. So yeah, and I think it's, even people are not uh, they are progressive and not the conservatives. So based on how much you want to open up, the tool should be able to. So uh, yeah. I have a question. As I understood, you are creating a, a DNA for the organization so that they can match their needs recruiting or it's in-house or whatever. But when you come and you're consulting this organization to create their DNA, you're getting the, the, the input from their side. Let's say the strategies, what they are following, are wrong and they are, let's not say wrong, but, but different. Right. Yeah. So that they reach their goals of integrity, loyalty, uh, Headhunting the key people, whatever. Do you have like benchmarks for, say, in the different industries? And then before creating the DNA of the organization, you advise them, yes, but before that, we, you as an organization, you have to work hard to change this, this strategy or this concept so that you can find the people you want. Right. No, I think beautifully put. Absolutely. So the whole point of so we have we have a research focus, massive research. So it's not generating reports because we don't have significant um, um, data to sort of claim anything right now. But um, eventually, we'll be publishing a lot of benchmarks uh, through this tool because it, it's it's inevitable. And and then there are some of the benchmarks which are shared with the company. So if I'm working in a silo, or if Tao is working in a silo, so it may not be able to release those information out based on whatever, right, the client uh, uh, relationships. But we also have Tao Public. Through that, we are doing some fun stuff. That's our lab, in a way. So whatever feature that comes to our Tao Enterprise comes from Tao Public. So we, we try and test there. We see if it's making an impact. And then from there on, we, can, we take in. 
So there's some of that, but you're absolutely right, because we want to be thought leader in that space. And that's why, like, there's no AI in HR. This is the critical point. Right. Because if the input is wrong, so we'll never reach You're absolutely right. And I think in one of the cases, uh, we actually helped someone saying that a typical team size, uh, so there's a, there's a link with satisfaction and team size. So a team with that many people is more satisfied than that many people. That's an insight. So we, we, so they ended, they ended up shrinking or, 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 uh, or sort of expanding the team to like bunch of teams. So we said, that's an insight that we captured. So we, ha we, we showed them this. They looked at their own research. And then they acted on that. So there, there are those things which are happening at a very sort of random things, but that's that that is happening, yes, for sure. Does it leverage any um, uh, personality assessments like Myers Briggs, Disc? Not yet, okay. not yet. But that's uh, it, it. It I think it depends. So we just we just come up with this weird idea, right? And then we went with a bunch of these folks. They said, "Hey, come over. Like I need this." And then we are interacting with them. So whatever they say, we are making this tool suiting their sort of whatever. But that's so it, it did come in one of the other uh, prospecting uh, discussion that I'm we are doing now. But but nothing uh, we ha we have not done. And that's again it's for us that's very easy. We just put a weight to it and saying hey, assess, assess this guy, and then we'll take that input as one of your skill. And then company may or may not care about that skill. Are you bumping up against competency-based uh, databases? Um, some companies use competence as opposed to skill taxonomy. Yes. So eventually, we are a big believer of um, uh, so having this as the central because we, we can do a lot more. It it can actually go at a very um, granular level, sure. and, and I think that's why we want to because at the end of the day. The content may or may not be competent, right? But uh, a candidate is. But to us, everyone has a DNA. So we just say, hey, we, we, we tag you as something and say, this this thing is with that DNA and have fun in the tool. And, and, then, and I would imagine that helps you with the learning taxonomy as well. Right. Because you, you certainly can help with the general learning. But when you get to organizational team level to business unit, you want you know to know particular knowledge and skills. We, we can... So we're not marketing this thing yet because obviously we're, we're trying with few folks. We can pretty much claim um, how, how efficient teams are if we want to. We can do that. At, obviously with some accuracy. So it's not really, we not, will not be maybe 30% accurate. I don't know if that means anything. Um, one of the things I find that, um, difficult is whenever you have to go through the calibration for Rating employees, you know, merit increase, compensation, all that kind of thing, right? Because then you've got people. Let's say you take um, you take operations, right? And you've got one pool of money, and then you have to figure out from all these people who don't know each other, um, you know, all across the world, they've got to calibrate and how are they going to belt right? The right. whole thing is just a mess. And so <laughs> I'm curious. So could this either now or eventually help with calibrations? Eventually, yes. So. It, it depends. So, so every company has a different strategy for, for how they calibrate, right? So they have their own, own sort of indices. So if it uses ours, sure. If it wants to collaborate with ours, sure. Whatever, right? So it can... I already have a score for someone on, on, on some levels, right? So now 
would you would you use that score as the qualifier for deciding who is what or you just so it it depends i think it's it's just it's it's very internal to companies how they want to use it but it 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 can like it's to us it's a dumb algorithm that probably you can you can you can it's a fire hose just put your pipe in and probably it will start sucking in and and, and giving you insights whatever yes please uh, uh, how do you um i mean what kinds of ideas you have for the issues of bias because you know you, you can have i mean this beautifully uh, uh, done work totally distorted if someone gets you know uh, uh, let's say a nasty supervisor or an you or everyone supervisor that wants to kick you out it can distort the whole thing you are, i think this is this is the i i i love it so yes so bias is a big issue right every algorithm is biased by nature of it so if i if i start if i start liking someone the algorithm start programming that as hey let's like all those people whatever right if a company has a bias their employee will put it that bias the algorithm will learn that bias and start acting on that bias so you have a, a great point but thankfully hr is already crossed that chasm so they they have checks and balances they want they have quotas they have sort of everyone has a different sort of way to look at that and you pretty much just comply to what they and 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 then this you can also say hey go 20% berserk so don't just go what like gut feel and just have 20% gut feel and just tell me that hey take this random guy because that just for fun and i'll fund that so there's there's a possibility for that as well but we'll just be pretty much sourcing from the hr like what 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 biases or what sort of matrix they have and this algorithms will mimic that so that's that's a good point by the way so let me quickly sort of move the next and wrap it up and then obviously uh, i'll be hanging on so we can chat later as well so um, again so time is right for ai in hr so let's not fear it but um, obviously embrace um, embrace this so and use our ai to just this league of powerful motivate high performance empowered and engaged employees that's priceless and sorry for a lot of it's again it's nerd trying to learn marketing so you'll see a lot of gibberish words <laughs> trying to prove a point um so let tau or your bot help you the, the intent of this particular talk is just to tell you that hey you can do some fun stuff if you use data and ai is a friend so the sooner we use it as hr the sooner we can actually create a very competitive and future looking organization that how obamind and internet us to create and let's lead uh, the fourth industrial wave uh, with that thank you so much yeah, yeah i just i just i thought i was sick of home but actually i was homesick never really knew that i would have to grow up so quick i'm so uncomfortable don't know anybody here just a couple dudes that i met once that's it then i go into the booth feeling nervous got butterflies in my stomach like i'm so worthless is the mic gone i don't know how to work this inside i'm breaking down i hope i'm not up on a